0: Ankit Sinha is the vice president of Sears, a modern technology consulting firm that empowers clients to futurify their businesses, leveraging cloud, AI, and analytics. In his current role, Ankit spearheads the consulting teams at Sears, mostly working with clients across the digital native spectrum. As the vice president, he has closely helped develop the cloud, big data, and applied AI practice. And most startups are on bold, ambitious missions and Sears with its 1200 strong workforce brings rich experience from the battle scars gained in the last 16 years. Quite interesting. And we'll get to that part as we dive deep into the conversation. And he is passionate about his work and strives to keep innovating, delivering intelligent, impactful and futuristic business outcomes to help the organizations futureify. Armed with a bachelor's degree from IIT Madras and an MBA from IIM Lucknow, Ankit has achieved several milestones throughout his prolific career. Ankit has worked across renowned organizations like Paytm, where he was the vice president and helped streamlining the tech offerings for Paytm that would diversify the core financial services business. Also at Google Cloud, he was the regional business lead and the national channel head working with customers on search appliance google apps google maps chrome and android for work cloud platform and many more during his leisure he enjoys playing chess online and is a bit frustrated that his rankings have not moved up despite hours of efforts soon he will get their ranking and currently he is residing in burgaon india along with his family and he truly believes that simplicity Is the ultimate sophistication and wants to implement that mantra in all walks of life. Very interesting and inspiring profile, isn't it? So let's start with Ankit Sinha on futurifying the businesses in today's episode. This is the Guiding Voice podcast series, the guiding voice for a better future. Friends, I'm your host, Navin Samala, just a fellow IT professional, but a passionate learner on a mission to shape the careers and lives of millions across the globe. Through The Guiding Voice, we drive conversations that matter, conversations that add value to your life and to your career. And seasoned leaders across the globe share their knowledge and wisdom on our platform so that our audience will acquire more knowledge by tuning into The Guiding Voice per every minute than any other podcast in this space. Thank you so much for joining me and I am extremely pleased to have Ankit part of today's show. Ankit, hearty welcome to The Guiding Voice. Super excited to talk to you.
1: Naveen, thank you so much. That was an excellent introduction and I would uh, would really enjoy this conversation. So thanks for having me here. Looking forward to it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Let's uh, get started, Ankit. And uh, one common thing, right? Uh, We both are GE alumni. (laughs) Okay. And uh, yeah, so probably let's uh, kickstart with uh, your career journey. Uh, right from GE, IBM, SAP, Google, Paytm and Sears. How did it evolve? Like maybe you can share some major milestones throughout this journey.
1: Sure. So there's uh, there's often uh, the saying in the Indian Twitter feed that you, know, you initially become an engineer in India and then you start to figure out what you really want to do in life. Uh, and that was perhaps my journey as well. Uh, GE did happen to be my first... A professional environment, and it was fantastic to see how large organizations play. Probably that time, G globally had five six lakh uh, employees worldwide. Uh, so connecting the dots back, I would just say that what I've been consciously trying to do is to land myself in environments which are progressively slightly smaller from the previous ones, uh, and hence with that, I could find my space to deliver a little more impact. IBM was the first job. SAP, I spent a lot of time and that kind of became a university for me. The internet boom came around 2010, 2011 in India, and I happened to be part of Google at that point of time, which was driving Android, Chrome, um, Gmail, and a lot of these things which were coming into India for the first time in a big way. And that is the exciting part of the phase There, went to Paytm absolutely crazy energy and so much innovation that can happen with a small group of people in india and with all those experiences then i just decided uh, to come back into sears which was a little familiar place for me and we were on a major global expansion spree it's been exciting i've made a few changes and with each of those options that one learns there it has been really really exciting
0: yeah What is one unique thing that I have noticed is people generally aspire to join bigger organizations or start their own. But you have um, chosen to selectively to think about something which is smaller than your previous organization. That's quite um, a fascinating aspect. And now I have uh, another important question, which I am super curious, and I ask this question to almost all my guests. Sure. What are
1: top three things that have helped you? to be successful in your professional uh, journey so far. Okay, uh, that's an interesting one. So there have been lots of uh, important uh, pieces of advice that you kind of pick from people. Some some tend to stick longer than others. One of those things which I consciously try to do is I try to stay young mentally, which is to say that I would like to stay connected with the youth because that's clearly the future. Uh, so things that... Uh, the younger professionals would talk about or definitely the things that would determine the future. So that's one of those things which I would say I've always, always consciously tried to see what are the upcoming trends. Uh, This is closely linked to the fact that I am a curious person by default. So I would obviously be curious. Uh, The second thing, the three, uh, uh, the the second thing is that uh, I'm not easily uh, satisfied uh, with processes and operations uh, which means that I am 100 I mean probably this comes from G G G Six Sigma training there can always always be improvements during my early days I used to realize that oh god there is so much of you know you can add beauty into processes if you kind of continue to work hard on them and you can always refine and improve them and I think that's basically been uh, one reason where I can Keep challenging myself, and I can do that. The third thing, I think I'm friendly enough with people. I would definitely want to ensure that I'm always uh, working with people, and I'm collecting their ideas. I'm sharing my ideas with them, and that's definitely helped me uh, because, uh, yeah, from the very early days, I've I've known that people are people are good, people are geniuses. You just need to tap and identify the strengths.
0: Yeah. Excellent. So uh, again, uh, one thing that stuck uh, with me is beautifying the processes, right? So what G has taught, it it has mm. turned, I have turned uh, Six Sigma into my lifelong profession now. Like I'm <laughs> I'm a practitioner of Lean Six Sigma. I got uh, my mass black belt certification and I, I'm applying whatever I learned there across different organizations and all.
1: And I'm glad you mentioned about that. Oh, and, it's... Uh, <laughs> I completely agree. I mean these are some frameworks and you know yeah. once you kind of live that in life typically when you whenever you're stuck in any difficult situation yeah. you just apply the framework and get out of it. <laughs> exactly. Uh, it's fascinating. Yeah. Yeah. So one thing uh, tying back
0: to the curiosity aspect, right? Um, you brand yourself as lifelong intern, right? Again that caught my attention. The moment I got your profile I was uh, just curious to see Okay, what kind of uh, one-liner that you put uh, as a headline on uh, your LinkedIn, but it says lifelong intern. So, can you talk about what this uh, lifelong internship is all about?
1: If you want the real truth, it is basically some kind of trolling that is happening on the internet. Uh, and that's the reason why it's there. So, uh, a lot of your listeners might have heard of Rahul Subramanian, and he's a, he's a stand-up comic artist and he... He had placed a joke on LinkedIn with vid- a video some time back saying that you know Ankit is such an intern name and everybody had a hearty laugh and all the Ankits of the internet obviously started fighting with all the Rahuls on the internet. And uh, then obviously, I, I like the guy. I think he's really funny. And it kind of resonated with me because as I said, I've always wanted to be in that learning phase and that lifelong intern. Just you know, I just, just picked it up from there. Uh, no no, no real profound reason, but yes it it resonates with me. Yeah. I would not want people to keep getting attached to titles. Uh, there is a tendency on LinkedIn to essentially have a projection that your career is more glorious than what it actually is. Uh, it's like what Instagram is to a real life. LinkedIn is becoming to a professional life. so I thought this will be one small step to ensure that LinkedIn says sane.
0: Profound thought. And now uh, let's get into the core of today's topic, right? About yeah. futurification of the businesses. Sure. Right. So what, in your opinion, is futurification of businesses? Because if we take a look at the last decade, right? There is yeah. huge transformation that has happened. And especially yes. this COVID, it has uh, accelerated digital transformation. And people who were running these offline stores, they suddenly became online And if you look at the UPI payments in India, right, it is something record-breaking. Nowhere in the world we will see that kind of volume. Of course, put aside the population, but still the average, if you count per person, right, the number of transactions, a typical person like me does at least uh, 5 to 10 transactions per day, which Mm -hmm. counts to about 150 to 300 transactions. Likewise, we have seen a lot of uh, stuff happening in the last decade and especially last two 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 and a half years. So I'm really curious about what future is going to look like in terms of how do you futurify the businesses?
1: Sure. Uh, so I'll give you my perspective around how, how things have basically been evolving. And I, I'll give the concept of a launch and a landing. There are always, always lots of innovation, new technologies always on the horizon. There are lots of interesting things that the world does. There are lots of people who write blogs around it, lots of people who discuss it. In our world when we are working with businesses we used to see this tendency a lot of people would try to have proof of concepts running to see that okay what do their management believe and would like to invest in all those things were launches what has started to accelerate is that things are actually landing things are actually now getting impactful so because I guess that the world is a little more impatient now technology life cycles are shorter which means that if technology becomes practical and usable and acceptable, then it stays. Otherwise, bad ideas or let's say incomplete ideas get weeded out completely. Doing remote meetings has been happening since God knows forever. Uh, so it's not that video meeting got invented during COVID, but video meeting really landed during the COVID cycle. The digitization of online, offline to online in the retail sector that you're talking about, it started to land during the COVID time. And I think now everybody understands that the matter is not just that you keep inventing new stuff, but the thing is you kind of land that stuff to uh, make things really count. From a, from CS's perspective, this is what we have always been focusing on, that uh, we would want to ensure that the solutions that we discuss with you, they kind of have an impact with you. Now, whether that is uh, ensuring that your people are, far more connected and far more collaborative and far more productive. So what are the tools that kind of make a cohesive team? That is something that let's say we started focusing on several years back. That was the initial stages of futurification your, that it's not about individual productivity, but a group productivity that we wanted to focus on. After that, what we started to say is, okay, you have got these applications, you've got these systems, you've got these tools, which are quite archaic. And let's see, how do we modernize them? So that tools and systems and technology is working for people, not the other way around. In many companies we used to go and we used to know that people are working to just keep the systems running. The systems are not really helping the company. Whether it be uh, retail, whether it be finance, whether it be travel, transportation, logistics, whether it be media, every, every sector is now being challenged by the digital native companies. Uh, and we... Uh, P- learn so much working with these thousands of digital native companies and then a lot of those lessons can be crystallized and can actually help the whole industry go forward can give lots of examples but i think that should uh, that should do for now
0: it makes absolute sense and uh, moving forward like i'm also curious about the technology trends right Uh, metaverse has been a buzzword in 2021 and early 2022 as well but off Mm late, like for the last two three quarters there is a slight uh, downfall in the trend, right? And likewise, virtual reality. And the other day I was looking at uh, digital ecosystem, How? what are kind of trends that we are going to expect in the next three to five years and all, right? So sure. there are certain things which are not so clear, right? So based on your assessment, what, what trends can we anticipate in the technologies?
1: Certainly. Uh- So in the near term, what we are definitely uh, usually, usually investing uh, our time and energy uh, is largely saying that, you know, as people begin to adopt uh, the power of cloud computing, where you get uh, quite a few resources available on uh, demand, you basically are able to keep the costs uh, under your control. And thirdly, also getting a lot of library algorithms, services, managed services, all baked in. So what we are definitely seeing in terms of application of this cloud technology that's kind of becoming all pervasive is on the analytics and the applied AI side. I use the word applied AI because what we are really seeing is that finally people are picking up those use cases that matter. So to give you an example, we worked with a leading insurance company that tried to create a chatbot and we quickly realized after a few Rounds of iterations that people, when they are angry and when they needed support, perhaps the chatbots were not living up to the expectation at that point of time. But uh, motor vehicle insurance sales, the process could definitely be something that the outward process of sales could be run by the chatbot, uh, right? Because I mean, anybody has re- renewed their two-wheeler or four-wheelers, you know, it's a simple process. Uh, what we found out that within one month, the bot had become the number one sales agent. It knew all the policies, it did not make mistakes, it did not tire, it did not get frustrated, it did not irritate. Everything was configurable for the outbound chatbot. And the inbound chatbot is probably what people have been experimenting with and that's not cutting the levels there. So, again, this kind of connects back to the whole landing piece. But yes, applied AI, especially on the cognitive intelligence piece, that's something that is working. Worked with another matrimony site recently. They take three days, 15 people scan through the photographs that people upload. I don't know, in my time, people used to probably upload Shahrukh Khan's photograph and Katrina Kaif's photograph as their profile. Uh, So, you know, you need to weed out and, you know, those profiles are not to be uh, entertained on the platform. And now you have simple... Uh, Search is available to ensure that there are enough signals to say which photographs are real and which are fake. So people are obviously taking cognitive intelligence, applying it there. This obviously happens only when a lot of the big data platforms are kind of set right. We are investing a lot of our time in getting this strategy right for every company.
0: Excellent. I love the chatbot example. It is not like one size fits all. We have to really go through one iteration and see if it is going to work and I, I love that um, uh, example and uh, let's move ahead and talk about the business landscape and uh, mm-hmm. we are seeing startups right especially engineering grads or the undergrads I would say like they are venturing into a technology space and coming up with a lot of innovative ideas yes. and uh, coming up with their own tech startups and all so yes. what will be your advice to the tech startup, somebody who wants to start now, who may be listening, somebody might be an engineering grad or somebody
1: who's pursuing a master's in computer applications or whatever? I think the Indian startup, startup ecosystem is you know, so matured. Uh, it's not like those early days where people would you know, be scared and humble and they would not know how to run businesses. I think the exposure that the children get today is great, right from Probably their hostel rooms when they are sitting together with their friends coming up with new ideas. And uh, so I don't know if they really need more advice, but yes, good ideas typically tend to win. That's what I'll, tip, I'll I'll say. So as long as there is a purpose behind why somebody is starting up, as long as that purpose is something that is strong, it resonates, I, I think it's it's a very, very good time in yeah. India to kind of ensure that people get started. And and build something. You know, all of us, several of us have traveled outside. And then when you're in a very developed market, you kind of realize that they don't have too many opportunities to innovate further. There is a learning, you're in a nice, rich, little European village, and you realize people do not have problems. So what would you innovate on? India and developing countries on the other side, you, you will get 10 startup ideas every day uh so just find that purpose and pick one of them because it's going to be a, a long difficult journey now i've worked with a few startup founders very very closely uh it's uh, it's not the destination uh, it's a journey you need to uh you need to be able to uh, last all kinds of winters
0: find a problem and most importantly find a purpose why you are doing it awesome Alright, so Ankit, great conversation so far and uh, let's talk about your current organization. I'm sure. curious about the name.
1: What is the meaning of uh, the name Sears? Uh, so very few people know this, but Sears is an actually an English word. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, and CS means to refine, to filter things out, uh, to distill. And that's that's what you do when you have uh, flour wheat and you have to use that uh, sieve to sears things out. I think that's what we are doing. We're trying to simplify uh, and we want to cut down the noise that businesses typically face. We would like to ensure that the people have the right insights available to them at their fingertips at the right point of time. Mm -hmm. A lot of decision making today is still based on experiences. It's still based on tribal knowledge. Uh, uh, We partnered with the likes of Google Cloud, let's say for the longest of times who itself was on a mission to make the world's information accessible universally and easily. And now what we're trying to do is to take it to businesses as well. For me at Sears, what I typically am keen to do as a niche tech consulting company is not to just stay at the consulting level to give them uh, you know, long-term roadmaps, but also pick up simple enough projects that will see returns within six weeks perhaps because that's where you get confidence that things can be done in a better way. You see a lot of organizations that are great at running operations but every time there is a change management and a program management that requires them to do anything to take innovation I think that's where we add our little strength there. I mean and we discussed a few examples on the chatbot side. D2C companies lots of lots of people here would have now started buying stuff Whether it's electronics or whether it's soaps and shampoos, there are lots of D2C brands coming in India. We happen to now be at a cusp where, let's say, dynamic pricing and personalized pricing is here to stay, right? And everybody perceives a different value from a product or service that they buy and hence their paying appetite is also different. As Indians, we are now perhaps used to that while buying tickets. Uh, But as it gets into soaps and shampoos as well, so we would definitely, uh, we've been working with a lot of companies that are defining dynamic pricing, probably for a lot of other more commoditized items. And it works because it's something that kind of greases the economy much better. Uh, So, you know, there are lots of examples and CS is doing these projects together with its companies, companies, customers that we like to call partners and yeah that's about it <laughs> awesome uh, this
0: still our refine great and uh, uh, my my next question is around your culture code of your company right uh, it says happier can you expand what happier is and how happy employees of csr are <laughs>
1: I would hope that the employees uh, of Siaza are always uh, in a happier zone. Uh, Again, this kind of goes back to that old philosophy where the corporate culture was supposed to always be serious, very political, very competitive. And uh, it was almost like you had to leave your personality at home and you had to become something else as soon as you started working with your colleagues. Uh, and this is how the boardrooms used to get defined. This is how the cubicles used to be defined because work was intended to be serious. Uh, we got a VP transformation, Bala, and he's he's you know one of those uh, more thoughtful people. And my CEO founder is also very, very clear that what we would want to do is to establish a happier code. We've also expanded happier to represent the seven values that we typically check for. And uh, that includes being humble to start with, adaptable, passionate, positive, innovative, experimental, responsible. But how do you have these values and all come to life? And we discussed this in the in the core team. It's typically based on how you hire people, which are the kind of people that you promote, grow, and which are the people also that you have to finally let go and it's not based on their performances. It's on this happier core. So how do you hire? How do you, who do you promote? How do you, you know, allow them to grow? And which are the people that people say culture fit? Hai, right. This is what we are. This is the principle that we have put in place. And it's worked for us. Frankly, what's we are in the technology space. Everything that I'm discussing with you today on technology space will be completely outdated in five years time for yeah. sure. None of my skills, everything that I learned at IBM on my, you know, hardware side and the software side, I don't even think those words exist today. But what stays are the values. And that's what allows the company to become a hundred year organization and more. And I think that's why it's important.
0: I I completely resonate with you. The kind of values uh, that company adapts, they play a critical role. And as long as you instill that values in an employee, employee will become so loyal to the organization and uh, and and work along with the organization and uh, had great insights and uh, now let's talk about another interesting part of the conversation which is about find my store solution right so what it is all about ankit
1: Sure, sure. So sure. what we have been doing is trying to take the best practices from a lot of the projects that we execute, which are services and solutions engagements, and we pull it into a productized offering because then we know it can scale faster. Find My Store, in specific, is one of those bringing offline to online initiatives for us. I think you alluded to it in the beginning that a lot of retail stores went online, and now what we are trying to do is to ensure that all organizations, especially that have a retail footprint. Uh, whether it be a salon, whether it be a hospital or a pharmacy change, whether it be a restaurant chain, people can find, uh, people can locate their stores uh, in a very simple, very self-service kind of a manner on the online online presence that they have, whether it be their app, whether it be web, uh, PWAs, whether it be website. Uh, the purpose is very simple, that at this point of time, a lot of the zeroth moment for a customer when they are discovering things, that's happening online. But probably a lot of purchases, a lot of actual experiential will still happen on stores in stores. So from the zeroth moment when I'm kind of searching and discovering and I'm trying to understand from your website what your company really does and how good your salon is and how good your restaurant is to the final experience, which will be in person, we want to connect that journey find my store is actually an attempt to that it's a multi uh, multi year journey for us where we will continue to define and refine the solution
0: well it seems to be an interesting aspect and uh, good luck i'm sure you guys are going
1: to rock and uh, oh, sure. this, yeah. i mean there are millions of there are millions and millions of businesses in india that would still yeah. not be as digitized as their own entrepreneurs would want them to be so right. definitely a big opportunity yeah yeah Alright, so great
0: conversation so far Ankit, but uh, let's lighten up the mood of our audience and okay. I'm going to pick off a quick rapid fire round with your concern.
1: Oh God, so you will
0: you'll lighten <laughs> up the mood of your audience in my course. Exactly, but uh, yeah. I am uh, most nervous about this By the way If I can
1: already tell you, I don't know why, why hosts of podcasts <laughs> like to do this to their guests. <laughs>
0: right so I assure you that you won't be put on spot and these questions and again just to get to know the other side of our guest
1: and with that let me fire the fast bullet can you tell the best dream in your life so far I used to dream more when I was a kid and that time all I wanted to do was to play cricket for India and I had this dream that I'm watching a match and some player gets injured and I'm suddenly called to bat and I score runs and you know get the India team to win I've not had a better dream now this dream is not. A current dream. It's an old dream, but it's my best dream. <laughs>
0: <laughs> See, this is a beauty of rapid fire, Ankit. <laughs> would have not got an opportunity You know about your.
1: Yeah. I, I'm, feeling bad that, I'm feeling bad that I don't have like more relevant dreams these days. But, uh, but yeah.
0: yeah, great. Moving moving ahead. And what is one best piece of advice that you have received so far?
1: It's actually uh, so. So this one is uh, easy. Uh, came from my colleague. And he said that uh, the right thing to do is to take the right decision. It's also okay to take the wrong decision. Uh, The worst thing to do is to not take a decision.
0: So profound. And can you describe yourself in just one word?
1: Explorer.
0: Explorer. Awesome. And what is one thing that you would like to correct in your past, if at all?
1: I I make mistakes every day. So, And this is a very long list. I would say that uh, doing my MBA after engineering immediately was a mistake because I went to an MBA without knowing really what I was getting there. Uh, There have been, uh, on on the professional side, I mean, uh, there have been lots of Wrong calls that I've taken, and I'd like, I mean, there are hundreds of mistakes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> we should have a 30 minute conversation on mistakes of my life. <laughs> Let's do uh, that let be, a follow up episode. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> Great, uh, let me find the last one. What is one electronic gadget that you'd like to see or invent yourself?
1: I think we are very close to that. Uh, I want an automatic uh, email response system. I would like to have our emails chat with each other and finish off and clear up all my emails. Uh, the, I, I would I would really want digital assistants to come to work.
0: Wow, digital assistants,
1: yeah. They are going to save tons of time. Correct. They, they should They should be able to see what are the kind of things that I typically respond with. They have yeah. truckloads of data from my email system and they should just be able to respond. If in a doubt, they can prompt me, but otherwise they can just keep clearing things
0: interesting all right that was great rapid fire and uh, let me flip back to the mainstream before i let you go one final question for today's conversation okay. what will be your single piece of advice to those aspiring to make big in their careers
1: or lives okay i'll uh, i've always used it uh, and that's a leonardo, leonardo da vinci's quote, which is simplicity is the ultimate sophistication and i think i could probably because we started with it we can also Uh, Ensure that people kind of remember that uh, we are living in a very complex world. There are lots of confusing signals. Uh, If you can only distill, refine and ensure that your head is in a clean space, uh, I guess it will help you uh, find your purpose. And that simplicity will allow everybody else. So then you become a magnet. If you're simple, if you're direct, then that's when you become a magnet and uh, you'll attract other people's positive energy. So try to find that simplicity don't fall for jargon for things i'm sorry if i use the word artificial intelligence unnecessarily out of place but you know our host here prompted me to uh, respond to the web3 crypto thing but yeah keep it simple and it'll work thank you
0: such a powerful message Ankit, and i thoroughly enjoyed every bit of it it's a great value-added conversation and thank you so much for being part of the show
1: Thank you so much for your time and all the insights uh, shared and really appreciate it. It was my pleasure. Uh, And uh, to all your audience, thank you. If you made it this far, thank you so much.
0: All right. So pleasure to host uh, Ankit. And uh, folks, uh, before we move into the trivia section, here is a request to you. In case if you haven't subscribed to us, please subscribe from the app where you have tuned in from. Also, if you have enjoyed this conversation, and found the episode useful, request you to share with at least three of your friends or colleagues who can benefit from the guiding voice. Thank you so much in advance. Now let's hop into the trivia segment of today's episode. So today we had a wonderful discussion about futurifying the businesses and how tech landscape is evolving and the startup opportunities in India. I'd like to talk a bit about venture capitalism, right? So there are so many venture capitalists that are available in the market who are supporting the startup ecosystems by investing. And let's talk a bit about venture capitalists in terms of what these VC firms consider before making an investment decision. One thing that they focus is on people entrepreneur, like if at all uh, the company has great talent with good degree of uh, technical and business acumen, finance and accounting capability. And also if at all they have a few trained venture capitalists, then that might attract fellow VCs. And next aspect is about the business environment, means in the host country where the business is getting operated, like what is the kind of business practices that are evolving and ease of doing business in the host country. And in addition to that regulatory framework, which is appropriate to the venture capitalists, like functional or legal framework of host country, and stock exchanges, working on fair market practices. And in addition to that, exit route for small-scale industry. Likewise, these are certain aspects which VCs keep in mind. And uh, I'm sure uh, this is going to give you some pointers in case if you are starting up or a budding entrepreneur. It's not only important for us to focus on building the solution and following the mission in order to fulfill the purpose, but also focus on what VCs really need and start preparing your pitch accordingly wish you all the best and in case if you have any advice in terms of how to approach vcs feel free to leave a comment on the social media platform from where you have found this episode or if you are watching this on youtube leave a comment on the video and folks, in case if you also have topic recommendations or speaker suggestions, please feel free to contact me through social media. Just search for Navin Samala or email me at theguidingvoiceforyou at redgmail.com. Thank you so much in advance. I'm your host, Navin Samala, just a fellow IT professional, but a passionate learner on a mission to shape the careers and lives of millions across the globe. Until next time, bye-bye. Signing off for today. See you all in the next